Renewed is really about stripping down classic drinks to the nude natural state and renewing them for not just the health and wellness community, but for the masses. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello and welcome back to another episode. My guest today is somebody who you may have heard me talk about recently. His name is Brandon Mizrahi and he is the founder, creator of Renewed Chagachino. In today's conversation, we're talking about all things chaga, including the incredible story of how chaga grows on birch trees, which fascinated me and I know you're going to love. And then we also talk about Brandon's journey growing up in LA and his experience with the food system and being an ultra sensitive person like many empaths and highly sensitive people. He was constantly getting sick and ultimately had led him to diving into this health and wellness space after a successful career in IT. I personally take an interest in not only the health benefits in chaga as a superfood and an adaptogen, but also what it truly looks like to grow a product-based business and who you become in the process of building a business like this one, the Chaga Chino. All right, without further ado, let's dive in and get talking with Brandon today. Welcome to the show, Brandon. It's amazing to have you here today. So good to be here, Sarah. So we're talking about chaga today, but I want to start in telling you my quick story of how I found the chaga chino. So we were just talking about how we both have little ones, little kids, and I am in Michigan now, but right before we moved here, I was living in Colorado. We would take my daughter for like two mile walks every morning just to get out of the house and to move. And it was this perfect walk to our local coffee shop. And I was always so bummed because my husband is a coffee drinker. And so he would get his coffee and I felt like there was nothing for me to drink because I actually stopped drinking caffeine probably like four or five years ago. And then I saw on the menu, this little thing called the Chaga Chino. And I was like, Hmm, I wonder what that is. I know Chaga are like our mushrooms, but tell me more. (laughs) And I just had them put it into like an oat milk steamer, obviously without the coffee. And I was the happiest mama slash woman that day because it was so delicious. And honestly, it made the walks to the coffee shop way more enjoyable with my husband, those two miles, because I got to enjoy a drink when we got there. So ever since have been purchasing it and now partnered with you all because I drink it every single day. And before we just jumped on, you also shared that you are a user of your product and you drink it every day as well because you love it. So I wanted to share that story with you. And then I want to start by asking you literally what is Chaga and why do you love it so much? Just in case anyone listening is like, what's a Chaga Chino? What's Chaga? What is this all about? Yeah. I mean, we literally introduced the drink as WTF is a Chaga Chino because (laughs) It is, it's a, it's such a strange thing. I mean, it's in the fungi kingdom. So it's a mushroom. There's about 2.8 million species in the fungi kingdom. This chaga is the king of the fungi kingdom. And there's a lot of health benefits from mushrooms. A lot of people might not realize penicillin actually, and a lot of 
over 56 medications that, that they've derived chaga from. The penicillin is probably the most well-known, um, comes from, the, from a fungi kingdom. So a lot of people with like mushroom allergies or that don't like mushrooms on their pizza or aren't fans of mushrooms, this is a completely different thing. In terms of chaga, what makes it so unique is it's wild foraged, growing on birch trees, it only grows on about one in 10,000 birch trees and only in freezing climates. So you'll see it grow in wild forests in Alaska, British Columbia. We source some from Siberia actually too, which has huge birch forests. And you literally have to go into nature, find it on one in 10,000 of these trees. It will only grow on the birch trees that have a wound on them. So It'll sort of grow in a band-aid. Imagine the tree got attacked by insects or struck by lightning and it has a wound. The chaga mushroom will grow as a band-aid over that wound. And it kind of makes this handshake deal with the tree saying, I'm going to protect you from infection and grow on you like a band-aid. But in exchange, I'm going to start absorbing some of your amazing nutrients. And the birch tree being one of the healthiest trees on the planet is just the treasure trove of nutrients. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And it's, it, we can't extract those nutrients directly from the birch tree because, you know, what are you going to do? Chop the whole birch tree down and try and boil it or something? You know, it's, too, it's huge. So what the chaga is doing is it's growing out about two inches per year. And after about 10 years, it's arguably the most nutrient dense. Some people call it a superfood, an adaptogen of mushroom. Some people call it the diamond of the forest because it's literally has to be found in nature like diamonds. And by the time it's about 10 years old when we harvest it, it is arguably, like I said, the most nutrient-dense superfood on the planet by far. We're mm -hmm. talking about the highest antioxidants on the planet by far. So it's amazing for immune support, you know, anti-inflammatory, boosts longevity, cellular regeneration, you know, it protects against genetic mutation. And then there's so many other health benefits, but I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to get into all of them right now. I'm sure we'll have a chance to talk about some of the others. Yeah. But the magic is coming from nature. It's coming from the birch tree and that's something that makes chaga so special. And other medicinal mushrooms have the same story, whether it's reishi, cordyceps, lion's mane, is they're typically getting their health benefits from a tree. So you can't cultivate it like coffee or crops like in a farm because again, the magic is coming from that wild tree. I have a whole new appreciation for those little packets now because 10 years of <laughs> extracting the nutrients from a tree. And I love how you talked about it being sort of this band-aid, but it's like this mutually beneficial relationship between the tree and the mushroom that then you're able to extract all those nutrients and we're able to use them for all the obvious health benefits for our body. And I read on the box that uh, there's the highest antioxidant level, which is pretty cool. But I also read some research that your team had linked to that Chaga has some antiviral properties, which I'm sure is something that many people are interested in these days. So can you talk a little bit more about just that and how that serves us? Yeah, even though it's, it's in the fungi kingdom, as I mentioned, it's actually antifungal and antiviral, as you mentioned. There was recently a study done, we had it linked on our website, and they studied all of the adaptogens. I like to think about adaptogens as kind of like the elite superfoods. 
yeah. it's a term that's getting thrown out a little more right now. There's about 12 to 15 of them. Pretty much they help you adapt to physical and mental stress. There's a lot of efficacy and science behind them, a lot of research papers, and they've stood the test of time. They have indigenous culture use, so they've been around for thousands of years. We're sort of rediscovering them. Chaga is one of them, but you know, it, we have maca in Peru. Every culture has one. Ashwagandha, which comes from India. There's a lot of these adaptogens. Like I said, about 12 to 15 and Chaga is one of them. And in terms of being antiviral, they did a study on all the superfoods and adaptogens. And they found that Chaga is the best for protecting yourself against viruses and bacteria. And, and specifically COVID-19, they did, they, they, that's, that's what they were looking for in this study was what's the best way to protect our system from COVID, from this virus, which is such a terrible virus. It's, you know, as we know during the pandemic, how much it can spread, how many variants there are. And again, just to be clear, this isn't, I, I'm not advocating people go in and be not wear masks or, you know, take precautions, but they did conclude that Chaga is the number one way to protect yourself from COVID-19, mm-hmm. to get your immune system strong, to get your body protected against these viruses. It's also an immunomodulator. So when we're starting to feel like a bacteria or a virus comes into our system, because that's how we get sick, a lot of times we don't know if it's a bacteria or a virus. And what chocolate does is it protects you from both. And what's so special about it is you can run to your local health food store, whether that's Whole Foods or whatever, and buy your emergencies and your immune support formulas. And typically, with those, those are great. I'm not knocking those, but what, typically, what those do is well, they'll hit the gas pedal on your immune system. And what happens a lot of times when you hit the gas pedal on your immune system is you'll have a fevered response. Your body will say, "Oh my God!" Imagine it as like a spark that comes into your system, whether it's a bacteria or a virus, and your body will say, "I need to send the, I need to call the fire department before it becomes a forest fire." And that's why we get fevers, and that's why we feel sick and aching. And what chocolate will do that's really special, and immunomodulators in general is they'll actually hit the brakes on your immune system saying, hey, that little spark isn't going to turn into a forest fire. We can actually not have a fever response. We can actually not overreact our immune system to respond to that. You won't get sick. You'll feel fine. And that spark will go away on its own with no sick response needed. And that's something that's really special is it can hit the brakes or the gas pedal on your immune system. And most products out there only hit the gas pedal, as I mentioned. So it's amazing in terms of protecting against bacteria and viruses. Yeah. I imagine that many of the people listening who have history of chronic health issues and many of them women with autoimmune disease are especially interested in what you just shared. And I know that you also have your own health history and journey that led you to Chaga and to wanting to not only build a company, but consume it personally. Can you talk a little bit about your own health journey and what role Chaga played and also just like all the things that you've overcome in your own being? Yeah, I was, I was really sensitive. I believe to the food system, it might've been more just city life growing up in Los Angeles. So by the time I was in third grade, you know, my mom is the greatest person in the world that I still love her. I, I feel like I have the umbilical cord still attached. I call her every, almost every day. So, you know, she lives 20 minutes away. So I love her. I have to say that before I say this because you know, growing up in the 80s and early 90s, it was McDonald's, it was Ronald McDonald, it was, you know, Tony the Tiger on the cereals and the Kool-Aid guy, and it was this fun cartoon characters. So I was consuming all of these products, playing in the playground and McDonald's, getting the Happy Meals. It was luring children in, and there wasn't as much knowledge at the time about how bad it was for you. And I was very sensitive to the food system. So from a really early age, by the time I was in like third grade, I remember just being like, 
in fetal position, screaming in pain from stomach pain and went to see all the specialists. They ran all these tests and, you know, they're looking for serious disease in, in Western medicine. And what happened was they didn't find any cancer or tumors or any serious disease. So they just call it irritable bowel syndrome or something like that. And they never asked me, what are you eating? What are you doing? You know, they didn't have this holistic approach. And you know, I was also getting sick all of the time. I was missing really important events in school and friends' birthdays. And I was really into sports growing up and I loved basketball. And I just always had it on my calendar when our big game was and the playoff games. And I was having to miss the big playoff games. I remember just sitting in my room crying because I couldn't play because I had strep throat or, you know, like I said, my, I had an overactive immune system. So I was getting taken down for like seven to 10 days four or five times, six times a year. And that with the stomach issues and, and just screaming in pain all the time and for hours at a time was just, it was really tough, you know? So when I was old enough, they started giving me pills. Those pills then created all kinds of problems in me. My bone density went down to that of an 80 year old. When I went to go see a doctor said, he can't believe I'm not breaking my bones just walking. And I'm an 18 year old kid who's active, working out, playing basketball and sports. And he's saying I can break my bones just walking because my bone density is so low. So there were side effects to the, to the prescription pills they prescribed for me. Again, I was really, I'm very sensitive to medication and just things in general. So I'm not saying that it hit everybody like that, but that was my experience with the pills and the pharmaceuticals that they gave me. Also, it started to have hormone imbalances when I was taking a lot of these pills mm -hmm. and brain fog and just like just a lot of side effects that, you know, maybe you can't, they don't show up maybe on an MRI scan. Obviously the bone density one did because they just straight up tested that and he saw that. But a lot of the other ones like brain fog, you know, lethargic, just not myself, you know, not yeah. sharp. And so I, I had to get off those pills. And that's sort of my journey, just kind of try, always trying to heal myself and looking to holistic alternative medicine to do that. Because when I, when I went to the prescriptions and the pills, it caused a host of other issues for me. So that was the kind of the start of my health and wellness journey. Well, I deeply resonate with the high sensitivity to pharmaceuticals as well as processed food in our food system. And so many things clicked for me once I was in my like early twenties, when I started to realize or ask questions really around where our food came from and what I was putting into my body. Whereas a kid, I was just sort of eat what mom puts on the table or whatever's advertised or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And like you said, it's nothing against our mothers. That's for sure. We love our mothers to death, but the way that food was marketed was so different uh, or was changing, I think during that time. And when you are highly sensitive, when you are symptomatic to whether it's pharmaceuticals, whether it's food, then there's a little bit of a benefit in that versus people who may be more asymptomatic because you do feel like shit. So you're going to do something about it as well. And you're going to start to try and find a solution, a change, answers. And yeah, that word superfood gets thrown around a lot. And I think maybe too much sometimes, but there is something to be said about what foods are really nutrient dense and can support our healing and how we can use food as medicine. And obviously somehow chaga landed in your lap or you found it or you sought it out. So where does chaga come into that story as far as you in the discovery of it? And then I'd also love to know how this like 
fascinates me because I am an entrepreneur, but I run a business that is service-based, not a product. And I've always been really fascinated by product-based businesses and the relationship building and research that goes into sourcing. And so I'm curious how that sourcing journey looked for you. So where does Chaga come in and what is, how did you source it? Yeah. Where Chaga came in was I was, you know, as I mentioned, like on this health and wellness journey since I was in third grade. And, you know, like a lot of other people that I've noticed, there was gluten sensitivity. I couldn't drink milk anymore. But I, again, I experienced a lot of these things that I see happening later to people because of the sensitivity. And then later in life, yeah, I put, I put these pieces together. I'm like, wow, now everyone's struggling with dairy and drinking oat milks and almond milks. And wow, everybody now is like trying to get off sugar and, you know, there's stevia and monk fruit and all these alternatives. There's now everyone's trying to do low glycemic and low carb and more keto is popular now. And now everyone's trying to do vegan diets and, you know, intermittent fasting and certain fasting techniques. I was just experimenting on myself with all these things from such a young age because I was just trial and error. What do I do to make me feel better? I was trying every diet under the book. And it was a journey with my mom because I'm a kid. And like, we try the blood type diet. We try cutting out gluten. We, we were making our own kombucha at the time. This was before Dave's GT was out. So we were, because I was probiotic, my gut, and we were always doing these gut th things that are good for our gut. Because what a lot of people don't realize is your immune system, 70% of it is actually in your gut. And people say, trust your gut. And now there's a lot of studies on the microbiome and your gut being your second brain and the linkage between the two. Mm -hmm. So that's probably why the brain fog was happening. Because if your gut isn't good, there's a connection to your brain. You know, people know ear, nose, and throat connections, but you know, ENTs and doctors deal with that, but people don't really study the microbiome brain gut connection. So mm -hmm. I was always experimenting with this stuff. And the way I found Chaga was I was listening to a TED talk and it was Paul Stamets. I believe it was 2009. It was seven ways mushrooms can save the world. And I was blown away by it. I mean, I think everyone was, I think it's one of the highest rated TED talks ever. And if you look on like Paul Stamets, who's a, who's a mycologist, meaning he studies like mushrooms. He's like one of the number one Joe Rogan podcast interviews. He's just, people are interested in this, in this content because mushrooms can save the world from breaking down plastics to being leather and replacing leather products to healing us. I mean, the fungi kingdom is a closer match to our DNA than the plant kingdom. And that's just because of evolution. What happened was, you know, billions of years ago, we started off as a, as a single cell prokaryote, eukaryotes. And then as the evolution happened, all the kingdoms were together, plant, animal, fungi. The plant kingdom a billion years later split off. The mushroom kingdom and the animal kingdom stayed together for another billion years. And then they split off in the animal kingdom and the fungi. So we are a closer match because of that to the fungi kingdom than the plant kingdom. That doesn't mean we can't extract amazing nutrients from plants, whether that's, you know, the kale or salads or, you know, all these amazing plants that feed them. But we're, it's just a fact. We're a much closer match to the fungi kingdom. So mushrooms have amazing bioavailability in, to humans. So when I discovered chaga, you know, after listening to that TED talk, I was making it the old fashioned way, the way that like indigenous cultures made it. You know, it's, it's this big, it's sort of like more like a tree bark than it is like a mushroom. If you saw it in nature, you would think it was just tree bark, to mm -hmm. be honest. So you chop it up and grind it up like coffee and then you steep it like coffee or tea in, in hot water. But instead of like a two minute, three minute steep, like most teas or coffees, like this is like a anywhere from eight to 48 hours steep because it has like I said, for 10 years, as so, it's one of the most nutrient-dense medicinal. It's carrying so much in there. So it needs a lot of time to extract all of those nutrients. And so I let it sit for 24 hours 
in a crock pot. You know, my wife wouldn't let me use the stove because obviously you don't want to leave the stove on overnight. So we did it in an electric crock pot. And then after 24 hours, you have this beautiful, delicious medicinal tea. And I was having that and consuming that for a while. And then I was experimenting with it, putting it in the refrigerator, icing it, having an ice chaga tea, adding lemons to it, making a chaga palmer, adding, adding it to, di- you know, making these different concoctions, adding my whole brew camp kombucha to it and just experimenting with it to make it even more palatable. And it has very nice flavor profiles. It's similar to the maple tree and they get maple syrup. You know, you can get birch syrup from the birch tree. You can tap these trees and get birch water and maple water. They're amazing trees and their flavor profiles are delicious. Caramel, vanilla. I mean, they're really nice flavor profiles. So to make it more appealing to the masses, we then started experimenting with, with other flavor profiles and mixing it. And, but that was where it started. I mean, I was just making it myself to heal myself. And mm-hmm. my friends and family were loving it. They were drinking it like crazy. And I'm like, wow, I can't even hold on to this for myself. I need to get it out there. I need to get this out into the world. There was no product like this out there. There was kombuchas, there was oat milk, there was all these other products. And I'm like, wow, there's no, this product doesn't exist. I need to get it out there. And that was like the first start of thinking about the business and doing it. And my background is in tech and data centers. and (laughs) I had no experience in health and wellness. It was just a health and wellness journey that I was on tinkering and experimenting on myself and learning as I went. I had no formal training in herbs or alternative medicine. I just took a leap of faith. My gut was telling me, you should do this. It's helped you. It's, it should help other people. You should do this. Give back to the world. And that's, that was basically how it started. So I, I just have a whole new appreciation too for how knowledgeable you are and even not, have, not being a mycologist yourself, but someone who is just deeply passionate about health and wellness has clearly been on his own journey and decided and dedicated yourself to bringing this to a mass market and making it really, really delicious. Uh, I've already let my community know how much I love this, but I'll say it again that I'm obsessed with the flavor and it's something that for me, I don't drink coffee, right? Like you can add it to coffee and actually maybe we can talk about different ways that you use it, but I don't add it to coffee. I just add it to oat milk and it's that flavor that I was craving because I used to drink a latte every morning for many years, found out because I'm so sensitive, I can't tolerate caffeine, but some people can tolerate caffeine better when you add an adaptogen to it like chaga, right? So if you were to add the chaga chino to your coffee, your body can process it more easily. I'm still in the boat of I'll take it straight and give me the the benefits of the mushrooms. I don't need the coffee, but my husband loves just a black coffee and he has been adding chaga chino to his as well. And then he has also put it into a smoothie. So how do you take your chagachino? And let's tell everyone what, like literally what's in, in the packet too. So it's obviously chaga, but what else? We tried to match the flavor profile of, of a mocha frappuccino or mocha latte. The frappuccino being the most popular coffee drink on the planet by far, it's just so unhealthy for you. I mean, we're talking about 46 to 56 grams of sugar. That's like 23 packets of sugar in your drink. It's amazing because when people will make a coffee at home, maybe they're taking two to three packets of sugar in there if they do use sugar at all. And, you know, but when we go to Starbucks or the coffee shop, we're willing to let them put 23 packets of sugar into that cup. I mean, it's just incredible because we don't see it. You know, it's kind of behind there and they're pumping the syrup. 
I think if we actually saw them do that, we would say, no, stop, stop, you know, but because we don't see it, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. It just becomes a number and it's not like tangible to us. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that too. I'm drinking the Frappuccinos when they first came out and those, those blended drinks. So anyways, we're adding instead of the highly processed cocoa powders that they're using that have binders, fillers, emulsifiers, they've been heat treated, all the nutrients stripped out. We're just using raw cacao from Peru. So cacao being what they make chocolate from, it's ground up. There's no binders. There's no emulsifiers. There's no solvents. It's just literally ground up cacao powder and it's sourced directly from Peru. We use the chaga mushroom, obviously an effective dose of it. So we're giving you your daily dose in there. And again, with our chaga too, to get it in from that liquid form into the powder, because this is a powder that you add to your beverage, we freeze dry it. So no chemicals, no solvents added to the chaga. It's clean, pure, pure, pure. And after we get the chaga and the cacao in there, we add a little Ceylon cinnamon, which is the healthiest form of cinnamon. It comes from Sri Lanka, it has a host of health benefits. And then we're also adding some monk fruit, not just any monk fruit. I mean, it took me six months going to every trade show, talking to all the different companies out there. And a lot of people have experiences with stevia or monk fruit, and they'll say, oh, that might have an aftertaste, or this doesn't taste good or that. And I did too. So I found one that tastes just like sugar. I mean, literally, you can't even tell the difference. Actually, the baristas at a lot of the cafes, that's the number one question they get. You promise there's no sugar in it? You swear there's no sugar? And they have to say, yeah, it's monk fruit. Because we found one that tastes just like sugar. And again, it's the quality of the ingredients because it's solvent-free, because it's freeze-dried. There's no chemicals introduced to it. So have got the chaga, the cacao, the salon cinnamon, and the monk fruit. And when you add that to coffee or decaf, if you don't want the caffeine, it tastes like a mocha latte and it's spectacular. We like to do it where you add two shots of espresso, whether that's caffeinated or decaf, and then an oat milk and you pour the packet of Chagachino in there, and you're basically supercharging and boosting your coffee and transforming it into a Chagachino. We focus, as you mentioned, on taste first. There's a lot of health drinks out there where you can have your green juice and plug your nose and take your wheatgrass shot. There's a lot of shots and products that you can take now where they don't taste good. And we wanted this to be like kind of what Impossible Burger did to the regular burger, where it's almost an exact copy of the alternative. So this is almost an exact copy of a mocha latte or a frappuccino, but it's the health and wellness version, but accessible to the masses. And it tastes amazing first. So even if you're not interested in any of the health benefits we talked about, and you just want a delicious coffee that tastes good, that's zero calories added, that has, it's vegan and keto friendly and low glycemic and you know, just some of those things. And you don't even care about the health benefits or just a delicious treat. It's great for that too. And it can be added to matcha lattes. It can be added to, like I said, decaf coffee. It can be added to just a plant-based milk. And you'll have this sort of, some people say it tastes like cinnamon toast crunch cereal when the milk is at the end of it, or people say it tastes like mocha ice cream. You know, we've heard different things. So it's really versatile. We didn't want to put coffee in it. Like some of our competitor brands because, you know, we wanted it to be versatile. We wanted people to to use it in their morning rituals, Mm -hmm. which everyone has a different morning ritual, whether they're having tea, matcha, coffee, decaf, and the way that they even consume those things. It's, you know, with their Keurigs and Espressos or Chemex or, you know, if they have a fancy machine, like, so we just wanted to plug into how people would consume it. And not give them this Folgers coffee crystals that, you know, I don't want. Like, I didn't want to give people a product that I wouldn't want to have. 
you know? Totally. So we kind of made this how I would consume it. So I can attest to it not having any of that aftertaste, tasting so similar to sugar. And so something I didn't share with you yet, but I also have been mostly sugar free. So I've had like you know, natural sugars like fruit and carbohydrates in my diet, but not added sugar in probably three years after a really strong history of candida. And so initially it was to get rid of candida in my body. And then I realized that sugar triggered panic attacks for me. And so it was something that I really just needed to cut out. And now actually ever since pregnancy and giving birth, I will have little amounts of added sugar. My body needs it for breastfeeding. But I tasted this for the first time and I was like, wait a second, there's no sugar in this because it is, it's so similar. And it's not that I didn't still at times at least crave something sweet as just an experience for my palate, right? Like I still crave that at times. And this ingredients like you just spoke to are so simple. And I, for one, am extremely grateful that you didn't add the coffee crystals to it because I wouldn't have been able to consume it. So now I can use it in a way that suits my morning ritual and my lifestyle, like you were speaking to. Whereas like my husband's going to use it differently because he is a coffee drinker and he loves his caffeine and he can tolerate it. I just can't. So I love that there's versatility Mm -hmm. in in that sense. Because so many of the women listening are also on entrepreneurial journeys. I'd also love to just get some insight into the beginnings of renewed Chaga Chino. And before you knew it was going to work out, before you knew that there were going to be coffee shops that had, you know, like their little billboards that, you know, drink the WTF is a Chaga Chino. (laughs) Before you had the branding, before you knew it was going to be successful, can you talk to me a little bit about that gap between, yes, I'm doing this and oh my gosh, yes, it's for sure successful and the resilience or the staying power that it required for you to like continue on that journey as an entrepreneur? Amazing question. I mean, that, that was the hardest part for me. You know, as I mentioned, my background was in technology and I had been running data centers and websites and bringing websites online helping mom and pop shops sell their products online in the early days before the Amazons and the Microsofts of the world were doing it. And there was cloud set up and all this stuff. We were building server farms and helping people bring their mom and pop businesses. Hey, you can bring these things online. So I had zero experience in the health and wellness industry. And actually all my friends were telling me, don't do it. You don't know anything about this. If you want to build an app or you want to do something else, go do that. So I was actually getting advice from all my friends, which is good advice because they're like, use your skill set to start a new company. If you want to start a new company, you have 20 years of experience in this other industry to that. But again, I don't know. I think the Chaga just kind of like decalcified my pineal gland. I don't know what it is. It, it, I just felt like strong intuition and I had to take a leap of faith. And before I did that, I knew it was going to be like years and years and years that I was going to put in this thing. You know, they say like 10,000 hours makes you like an expert or a black belt in something. That's a lot of hours. I mean, you think about it eight hours in a day, you do the math. That's like years and years and years of dedicating yourself to something. So before I did that, I was in a research rabbit hole going down the well in Chaga because I wanted to make sure that 
This wasn't just anecdotal. My asthma healed. I haven't been sick in four years. You know, the brain fog is gone. My intuition is strong. I'm feeling so much energy. I'm feeling great, like my old self. And I wanted to make sure that wasn't anecdotal. So I was going on PubMed. I'm going on all these science research papers. I'm studying them, learning how to read them, trying to like, you know, with the internet, I can like get a dictionary on a word in one second and get, you know, the source going and just learning all of these scientific words and, and being able to read these research papers. There's over 1,600 research papers is on chaga. So I was just doing a deep dive and then figuring out which version is the best, you know, and where to get it, where to source it. So the, it was really a lot of R&D in the beginning, you know, and I would say when the, when the business first started, we kind of had a decision to make. I was going to hire a market research group to help me with flavors or like a beverage flavor house and maybe bottle it and do that. And I really would say that, again, I just would always follow my intuition. I would go into these meetings and there'd be someone in a lab coat in these flavor houses and they would say, oh yeah, you can add our natural flavors to it. And we can do a lemon chaga drink. We could do this strawberry. We could do, you know, this drink. And I, I would just ask the questions and say, well, why are you wearing a lab coat? Like, uh, this is all an all natural drink, you know? They're like, well, we're going to be adding natural flavors to it. And I'm like, oh, natural flavors? That sounds good. What, what is it then? And then he goes, uh, oh, it's just something that we make in-house. And I'm like, well, can you tell me what's in it? And they said, no, no. And you have to buy it from us too, if you use us to make your drink. So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, so you can't tell me what's in your natural flavor. And I have to buy it from you. Like, it's the only gas station I can go to, and you know, and yeah. I'm on the hook for you guys. What happens if I want to move, move my drink? to a different you know flavor lemon flavor it's never going to match ours so that's how most people do it and then again my intuition and my gut say don't do it this way mm -hmm. so i went to the local farmers market here in los angeles we have these beautiful amazing farmers markets here so on melrose place i applied for a booth and bought the tent and did the whole thing and had some light artwork done and we were just sampling i was just sampling chaga drinks there you know it was the plain chaga tea it was the Chaga Palmer, we, then it was the Chaga Chino. And, you know, we got one of those square card readers and week after week, we just had the data from the people. I didn't need to hire an expensive market research group to do this because I had the people right there. I was sampling the drinks for them. So I was selling them, but I was also getting data. And the data showed week after week, people wanted the Chaga Chino over the other drinks. So I said to myself, okay, if people want the chaga in a coffee delivery system, where are they going to copy? They're going to copy at the coffee shop. So I'm going to meet them where they're at. You know, I wanted to, if people voted for the plain chaga tea, I would have happily put that out. But again, it was like two to one, three to one, four to one, they're voting for the chaga chino and buying that drink over the plain. So I, we met them at the coffee shops. Luckily, one of the trendiest coffee shops in LA called Alfred Coffee was right there in Melrose Place. We caught their attention. And then it was three months of me trying to convince them to get Chaga Chino in there, sampling it for them, meeting with their beverage director, just every day, just like calling them friendly stocking, you know, <laughs> just trying to get it in there. I'm like, look, lunch is one location. You got it on the cutting edge. You know, anyone from like Gwyneth Paltrow to Courtney Kardashian to Bill Clinton to Larry David to LeBron James. I mean, they are walking into Alfred Coffee. So it's like, they have an amazing influential audience that's posting and they're really trendsetters in that cafe experience. So after a while of just like being persistent, they said, okay, we're going to try it in one of our locations. They had like 10 locations. They said, we're going to try it in one of our locations. We had a big party, you know, and it was a smash hit from day one. I mean, we have Gwyneth Paltrow posting the Chaga Chino. We have Hillary Duff posting the Chaga Chino. Kourtney Kardashian was so obsessed with it 
that she posted a blog, Quartz Ice Chaga Chino, and she drinks it with matcha. She loves it with matcha because she's not a big coffee drinker either. But she posted Quartz Ice Chaga Chino, and then we somehow get in touch with them. And Poosh, now you can get a Chaga Chino on Poosh on her website. And, you know, we've had so much, and we haven't paid any of these celebrities to post this. Then next thing we know, we're in Us Weekly. Next thing we know, we're in this magazine, that magazine. And it was just all organic. Now Alfred's launching it at all the locations. And now I'm like, okay, if this is so successful in one location, in one coffee shop. There should be an upgraded supercharged coffee in every coffee shop. People should have that option. Like they get the option to have the Impossible Burger now. And I love that. And not that the Impossible Burger has the best ingredients. And, you know, I think within the health and wellness community, it's easy to nitpick. It's easy to say, oh, we don't like this or we don't like that. We have to realize that everything that builds on something, it's the baton that constantly gets passed. Now, if we can have a meatless Monday, if carnivores can have that impossible burger one day a week, that's an amazing thing for the environment, for, uh, for the food system, you know, and yeah, of course I can choose a million things that are, or a few things that are wrong with the impossible burger and say, there's this ingredient, that ingredient. But again, I think that's a good place to start. And then other brands, or they can even improve on it. When it came to the Chagachino, we wanted to give people a healthy, upgraded, boosted coffee at the coffee shop that was a competitor to the mocha latte or frappuccino. And now we're in over 800 coffee shops. A lot of it is service related because we have direct relationships with all of the decision makers, all of the cafe owners. We set up our own network. We don't use the outside distributor. So we have direct relationships with them. We're the distributors of it. You know, mm. it's like somebody starting their own record label in a way. It's like, we don't need you to distribute it. Now it's like, we, we can do it ourselves with the way that the internet is and the way that these networks are all open. We just took advantage of that and we still have to knock on the doors. We still have to talk to them and maintain those relationships and get the baristas to try it and get them excited. Because if the baristas don't love it at the coffee shop and someone wants to order it, they're not going to be excited and recommend it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. we're constantly doing demos and outreach and sampling and in connection and promoting shops on our Instagram and our website. And we have store locators there at drinkrenew.com where you can see your local cafe that serves Chagachino. We're doing feature Fridays with our favorite, uh, with different coffee shops that, that serve it in LA and New York and Chicago and Miami and Portland and San Francisco. I mean, all over the country. We're, we're in Vegas. I mean, there's so many places now that we've launched in. And then, you know, the at-home version is available on our website and on Amazon. And that's just something people can make at home, you know, because people have their at-home copy, like Ritual, and then their experience at the coffee shop. Yeah. as well. So we wanted to give people both options, really. So motherhood and breastfeeding have been so truly deeply emotional for me, far more emotional than I would have ever realized. And my daughter is going through a progression, which is leading to a sleep regression, which means we are low energy over here. And I'm looking for anything to make my life just a little bit easier these days. So Element electrolytes have been absolutely life-saving for my supply and for my overall hydration so I can get through the days with a now five-month-old. Y'all, time flies. And these little ones are just such a gift. I love spending my days with her. 
My husband also loves these electrolytes. He's always asking me when we're going to get more in the mail and he uses them before his workouts. I've also started sharing them with some of my mom friends and now I'm just dealing element electrolytes down the street in our neighborhood and everyone is loving them. So if you want to give them a try, there are some ridiculously amazing flavors. I love some of the summer flavors, grapefruit and watermelon, but I love adding chocolate to smoothies and I love the traditional lineup of some of the citrus, raspberry, and orange as well. To get your free sample pack, simply go to drinkelement.com backslash empath. That's drinklmnt.com backslash empath. All you have to do is pay for shipping and your free eight pack sampler will arrive in your mail. Tag me when you receive it and let me know what your favorite flavor is. There was a ton of struggles along the way that I haven't mentioned. There were periods of time where I'm like, all right, I'm not, this is over. I'm not doing this anymore. Like, okay, we, we tried it. We got Gwyneth Paltrow to drink it. It was in Us Weekly. And I was going to shut down the business. There were so many moments like that. It always sounds, you know, when I tell the story, like it's a fairy tale. But again, there was a ton of struggles. And I'm happy to talk about the struggles too. I appreciate you sharing your entrepreneurial journey because... I geek out on the behind the scenes of what goes into a product being drank by Gwyneth Paltrow or Push Approved and Kourtney Kardashian. I mean, that is huge. And I'm sure that it didn't come without some hurdles, hiccups, stumbling blocks along the way. But I can tell just from the excitement and energy you bring to this conversation that there is a true passion behind the product. And I feel like that dedication to a product or to something you love or a purpose that you're, that you care for is going to help build that resilience muscle so that you don't shut it all down and you don't throw in the towel and you do continue. And like I mentioned, most of the women listening are probably more in the service industry as far as entrepreneurship goes versus product. But I still think that there is a overarching message that we can all take home from this conversation around that resilience that it takes to continue to find the resources, to continue to find the mentors, to continue to find for you probably like on a product-based side, the sourcing partner and model for how you're going to get this into stores. And I will say, I mentioned I found Chagachino at our local coffee shop in Lafayette, Colorado. Now I am in the Detroit, Michigan area. And I went on your website to find the store locator. And the closest one is in Ann Arbor. And I am determined to get it in a coffee shop closer because that's about 45 minutes away. So I hope it gets closer. I would like to end on where do you go from here? So like Brandon and and renewed and Chagachino a year from today or five years from now, like what's next for you and how do you continue to build that excitement and awareness? Yeah. So in terms of the Chagachino, we just want to get it out there in as many coffee shops as the Frappuccino had, you know, Starbucks, I think had like 40,000 coffee shops. So we have a long way to go. We're, we're, we're in right now about 800 coffee shops. You know, we also want to grow the online sales and get as ma- into as many people's hands as possible. As we mentioned, the difference between us and a lot of the other brands is the taste and also the quality of ingredients, I would say. And then in terms of renewed the company, you know, Chagachino is the first drink we've launched. 
the first beverage. But renewed is really about stripping down classic drinks to the nude natural state and renewing them for not just the health and wellness community, but for the masses. So our next drink we're working on is in actually in soda. So the most popular soda on the planet being a cola, you know, it's really, it's really gotten bad. You know, and we all want to have our, our Coke or, or our cola once in a while. And we have to feel shame when we drink it. If you drink the regular one, you know, again, like with the Frappuccino, there's like 46 grams of sugar in it and, and not even sugar. It's high fructose corn syrup, most likely, unless you get the Mexican cola with the sugar. And then if you drink the diet version, it's aspartame. So right. something that something that has cancer links to it, you know, and then mm-hmm. that's not even mentioning what we talked about, the natural flavors, the phosphoric acid, the all these terrible ingredients that you can't pronounce. I mean, there's rumors they use Coke to clean off blood on the freeway. I mean, there's all these crazy rumors. And, and look, that those rumors might not be true. And it might, they might be far-fetched. I don't, I haven't researched them, but just the fact that we even like think that's true is crazy. And we know it's bad for us and we feel shame when we drink it and it's, but it's delicious and we love it. So there's a lot of companies out there that have done kombucha flavored colas or apple cider vinegar. And then it's, and then you have a cola flavor, but it's fitting into their niche. And then they're making a cola flavor. What we're just doing, Renewed is doing a Renewed Cola which is going to taste just like a, co- a Coca-Cola or Pepsi, except it's going to be going back the way that Dr. Pemberton, who is a pharmacist uh, in 1898, when he invented it, he met, it was meant to be an elixir for people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he did put cocaine in it, but you know, <laughs> now, but people had scurvy back then. And, and, you know, that was a different time. They used Novocaine yeah. or cocaine. To, um, it was in such small amounts. And yes, we're not going to put cocaine in ours. <laughs> but he had a lot of other amazing stuff in there. I mean, he was using the essential oils from the lime peel, from the orange peel. He was extracting plant and botanical nutrients. And he made this concoction that it was amazing. And throughout the years, Corp agreed and all this stuff, it got you know, they took this ingredient out and put this flavor and they took that out and put this in. So we're going to restore it to the original. And yeah, maybe it'll cost a dollar more, but you'll be able to close your eyes and have that delicious cola flavor. You won't even know the difference. Mm-hmm. It's going to taste even better, actually, because it's made from real ingredients. Yeah. And there's not going to be any natural or artificial flavors in it. And it's going to be amazing for you. It's going right. We're going to have an adaptogen in there as well. And it's going to be clean and delicious. And we're very close on that. It's just so many other projects we're working on, you know, getting the Chagachino into every hotel room, into every coffee shop, you know, doing little K-pods, just so many other like iterations of it. That's basically what we're up to right now. Wow. I can say after this conversation that you are truly embodied in the innovator archetype and are just a true innovator in the way you think and the way that you are bringing these things to market. And I think that we can all take a lot of inspiration from your innovation. And I want to remind everyone listening that there is a promo code that is the word empath for 15% off of Renewed's Chaga Chino. If you go to their website, Drink Renew. R-E-N-U-D-E dot com and you guys can order it and have it in your home or like Brendan mentioned there's a store locator if you want to find your closest local coffee shop. Brendan thank you so much for being on today. I so appreciate your time. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much Sarah.